Welcome to Behind the Curtain with Nick Troon, the show where we sit down with theatre practitioners and get a backstage look at the creative process. On today's episode, we sit down with Amy Scholl. Amy is an actor, director, stage manager, and all-round theatre powerhouse. But today, we'll be talking about their experience as a stage manager for the Armadale Drama Musical Society's upcoming production of Into the Woods, directed by Emily Waldron. But that's enough from me. Let's get on with the show and peek behind the curtain. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM Behind the Curtain. My name is Nick, and today I am here with Amy Scholl, who is the stage manager for the Armadale Drama and Musical Society's production of Into the Woods. Thank you for coming in. Thank you very much for having me, Nick. So uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? So I am an Armadale local and I have been doing theatre for quite some time. I started my theatre journey by doing drama classes with Felt Tip um, all the way back when I was in year seven, I do believe. So I've been doing it for quite some time. For those that might not understand the role of a stage manager, what are your duties in the position? The duties in a stage manager position within like a amateur theatre production is very, very different to what it would be in like a normal production. Mm. So within an amateur theatre production, um, depending on the director and what the director is wanting, but m- most of the time that stage manager and how I like to stage manage is there kind of at the beginning of the rehearsal process in the actual blocking stages. So mm. especially when it's a musical, when they're singing, that's not really my spot because I can't really hold a tune. But <laughs> as soon as it comes into the actual blocking aspect of it, um, I'm there taking extra notes so the director doesn't have to be like all over absolutely everything. So I'm there taking blocking notes, making sure I know what side the props are coming on and mm-hmm. off. And essentially, I am managing the stage. So whatever happens on the stage, I need to know when and where it happens. And then I also need to know how that then affects the behind the scenes, so the behind the curtain of (laughs) the actual stage itself. So what side props need to be on and stuff like that, as well as just being kind of a sounding board for the director's ideas and stuff if they just need to kind of get something off because – The stage manager is a part of the production team but isn't actually a part of the creative team. Mm. So I I might have like little says here and there if the director asks me, but it's the director's vision and the musical director's vision and the stage manager is just there to make sure that it gets done how the director wants it. Yes, and you were actually on the audition panel, of course, for this year. Yes, which was the first time I've ever actually done that as well. So Mm. as I said, stage managers don't usually have uh, creative input. But this year, Emily, who is the director, asked me if I would like to be within the panel because I think that it was... I mean, because I do have my experience within theatre and stuff, it just helped her with her ideas. So, you know, her and our musical director, Keys, were definitely the people that still had the final say, but I was kind of just that third person. So if there was, like, one person that Emily liked more, one person that Keys liked more, I could have been that person that was kind of in the middle to be like, okay, well, we see both sides. Why don't we consider this? So Mm. I was very much kind of just an extra pair of eyes just to pick up on things that maybe they didn't pick up on or just to, you know, be that kind of mediator uh, (laughs) for discussions and things like that. So very different to anything I've done before because, yeah, I've never actually sat on an audition panel before. Mm. But it was very, very interesting and it was very nice to actually be included in that space. Now, uh, you've had a lot of experience, as we said, with theatre on and off stage. But what is it that made you want to go into stage managing in particular? I don't actually know. I love theatre. I love to be involved in theatre, whether or not I could be on the stage. Uh, And so I think the big thing is 
with Into the Woods. It is a songtime mm-hmm. show. Uh, and so the music is difficult. <laughs> uh, it is a very intense show vocally. Mm. Um, and so me as a performer, I could probably act it. But singing wise, I was mm. like, mm, okay. I don't think my chops are up there, but not all stage managers are failed performers because stage managing is still a very important aspect and a very enjoyable aspect of Mm. theatre. And so I quite like it because just even naturally, even when I am on stage, I'm very observant. So I kind of see what's happening and I know what's happening, even if that's not my job to know what's happening. Mm -hmm. And so I just quite like being a part of creating a show and creating something that's enjoyable to watch and just being there. So if people need a bit of help or if they've got any questions that the director's not getting bogged down with all of those questions and so I can mm. kind of alleviate some of that but really it's just because I love creating so mm. as I said whether it's on the stage or off the stage it's just such a fun thing to be a part of I mean the people are also great and you make a ton of friends that mm. even if you then don't talk to for years once you meet up with them again you're like oh my god that one time we were in that one show together isn't it crazy <laughs> yeah so the people are very very significant to it as well but my love for just theatre in general and and creating means that I want to be involved in whatever way I can Hmm. and I do just happen to have a bit of a knack for stage managing and for being that observant presence and things like that so I'm very lucky that I've got the abilities that some say make a good stage manager and so it's just that love of being creative and that love of theatre that really makes me want to be involved in any way I can. The role of a stage manager definitely takes a certain type of perspective because we were talking briefly before about national theatre production and yeah just being able to see the stage in a particular way that many might not actually see it that's that's definitely a unique skill that yourself and other stage managers carry yeah and and it's a very interesting thing because as a stage manager for an amateur production because I have stage managed in the past but it's very different to them what stage managing for a professional production would be Mm. so in this show I will probably actually take on more of a traditional stage manager role which includes like calling cues so Mm. for people that aren't aware in a professional production, obviously you have a wonderful sound team turning on people's mics, turning off mics, playing those sound cues, and then you also have a wonderful lighting crew as well. But in a professional production, most of the time it's actually the stage manager that is then calling those cues. So going, Mm. okay, we're going to go to black now. We're going to music cue now. And so that is very different into an amateur role because usually we have and we rely that the sound people and the lighting people know what they're doing. Not that professional people don't, but it's it's very different. Um, Where this show, because there's going to be so many changes, Mm -hmm. I think there is going to be more of a focus on that. And so being able to be someone that can be sitting in the wings, blocking out the noise of (laughs) the uh, cast in the background, but then being on top of what's happening currently on stage, what's Mm -hmm. going to be coming, knowing what cues and what order and all of that it, it takes a lot of focus and someone who is quite familiar with the stage the theater and then the show and so it does take a very specific person to do that to be able to be all over it mm. and as you were saying yeah you've got a lot of jobs that are specific to the theater itself mm. so moving into the next few weeks when we're getting into the actual space this is when your role really starts to ramp up usually the saying is is obviously it's always the director's show and it's the director show till the end of the day but mm. as soon as you actually move into the theater the hierarchy <laughs> kind of <laughs> changes a bit so beforehand the hierarchy is the director musical director and then you kind of stage manager. Yep. As soon as you then get into the theatre, obviously all of those creative decisions are still the director's decisions, but it then essentially becomes the stage manager's show. Mm. So what the stage manager says 
goes. <laughs> uh, and so being someone who is quite organized, as I am, that means that when I tell people to be quiet, I'm expecting them to be quiet. Yeah. And not that anyone in the cast has been particularly noisy, but it is very different as soon as you're in the space because there's energies that change there's all of this Mm -hmm. stuff there's people that have not been into this particular theater before Mm -hmm. and so there's a lot that then the stage manager has to take control of and to make sure that you know all of the mics are checked before a show make sure everyone's warmed up vocally and physically and just make sure that everyone's in that correct mindset to actually start the show and so it still is the director's show but then the actual controlling part of it then most certainly does get handed over to the stage manager and so when the stage manager just says something you don't then have to go to the director and go oh is this what we're doing Mm. what the stage manager says goes they will chat with the director because most of the time the stage manager kind of knows the vision that the director is after Mm -hmm. but yeah it's definitely then the stage manager's show so you listen (laughs) when when (laughs) things are said and then the stage manager themselves have to set things in place to make sure that everything runs smoothly okay so now we've gone to the very end of the production process let's go all the way back to the start Mm. talk us through the process leading up to this role how exactly did you land in this position so i was lucky enough to actually be asked to be the stage manager for AD Messer's production of Les Mis last year. Um, and so I was involved with, again, like I've done with this show, in writing down who's coming on where and props and all this stuff. Unfortunately, that fun little friend that we are probably all familiar with, COVID, uh, got me. <laughs> and I wasn't actually able to be there during the run of the show. Mm. And as you've heard me discuss about the stage manager's role, especially within the run of the show, That is real bad. And it meant that a huge show like Les Mis, which is Mm. a ginormous show, didn't have a stage manager and didn't have that one person that everyone came with questions and, you know, it was done their way. I mean, they still put on a fantastic show and they got through it, but it wasn't the best kind of backstage that you could have asked for because the stage manager wasn't there. Mm. So it was sad for the cast and crew. And then it was also really sad for me because (laughs) it's, been years because you know COVID shutting down other productions Mm. and stuff like that so it'd been yonks since I've actually did something backstage so I was sitting there in isolation in my little flat you know singing the songs as I knew Mm. at the time that they'd be singing them and so one of the cast members Emily, um, who is directing the current show, uh, sent me a message before her show got approved to just ask hey, you did really well for the bits that you were there for would you be interested in stage managing my show? So it was something that even before she got approval, she wanted to make sure that she had a fantastic team to back her. Um, And so she wanted Mm. to reach out and secure that before putting that forward. So besides that, I didn't really have that much to actually do with Emily's plans and things because she was insanely organized and she had such a vision for her show. So all I kind of had to do was say yes and turn up and it, and it was done. And then the show got voted in, which we were very, very grateful for. And then obviously the auditions. So I mm-hmm. sat on the panel and then, as I said, wasn't there for the music rehearsals because there was nothing valuable I could input there. Absolutely. But as soon as we started rehearsals, that's then where my job really kicked off. As you said before, you've stage managed for other shows with other companies. Uh, How has this process differed from your past experience? So my first stage manager position was within that original company that I started my theatre experience with, which Mm -hmm. was Felt Tip. And I stage managed their production of Twelfth Night. And the biggest difference is at that time, I was 14, 12, 14, somewhere around there. And so... 
I didn't have as much responsibility as what I have now being mm. an actual adult, but it still taught me the fundamentals of what I needed to know mm. as a stage manager. So it was my first kind of spot in it. So I got taught quite a lot of stuff, but I also like picked up a lot of stuff myself and, and had that self-driven want to learn and make sure that I did a good job because I'm like, I'm getting this opportunity as someone who's so young. I want to make sure I do an actually good job of it. And so that was my first ever experience and being a mm. child, it was very different, but it still taught me all of those kind of core fundamental things that I had to have. I then got the opportunity to then assistant direct, which is a very different thing to stage management, but I got to assistant direct one show and then stage manage um, another show for Little Fishes Productions. So mm. Chicago and um, Spring Awakening, respectively. And then the difference there is that it was actually a semi-professional production. Mm. So we had the wonderful Sarah Watson, who has done professional theatre before in her past, before doing that show. We had um, Anthony Carlin doing our lights and sound, who, mm-hmm. again, is an actual professional, who was also um, an Armadale local, grew up and went to school in Armadale, but yeah. then moved to Sydney to go do other things. So Mm. he is a professional. And then the wonderful Melissa Killen, who then actually choreographed both shows, who again has done professional stuff in the past. Mm. So it was a big difference from going from our nice little amateur production uh, when I was a child (laughs) to now still being a a teenager, um, but going into that professional environment. Um, Mm. So it was very different in terms of the expectations from it. But the support that I got in that environment was still fantastic. And then the difference being is that I was still there. I was still there taking notes. I was still there doing things like that. But because I wasn't a professional. I did kind of sit more on the sidelines just to learn from Mm. these people that had wealths of knowledge um, for me to actually pull from. And so that difference to what I'm doing now is that I can pretty much stand on my own two feet now, Mm. essentially, now that I can use all of this experience that I've got um, and I've been given the opportunity to kind of do it all myself. It's the same, but it is also different, which is a fun saying to say. Um, But it's the same in which I'm still that stage manager. My focus is still on the stage and just making sure that the cast and everyone is, you know, looked after and everyone's happy. But the difference being is now it's, it's me. I'm the one who is doing everything rather than just being guided towards what I need to be doing. So yeah, similar in some aspects, but then definitely different in others. As you've said throughout all of that, it is a constant level of growth. Mm. Anything in the theatre is a constant growing experience. Each new experience is something new to add to your repertoire. So absolutely. Yeah. So local residents may likely have experienced your fantastic sales skills at Bing Lee. (laughs) Is it hard to juggle full-time work with the role of a stage manager? Oh, yeah. Look, (laughs) Mm. I think if I didn't have the love for both theatre and my job, it would be extremely difficult. And even with the love that I have for both of them, it is still really hard because you then also have to factor in the social life as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so with my job, I very luckily get odd days off. So my weekend is actually a Wednesday and Thursday, Mm. which kind of runs into rehearsals because we (laughs) rehearse on a Sunday when I'm meant to be working. So Mm. finding that time to be able to juggle between work and then also be able to turn off from work mode to then go 
into theatre mode is something that I learned a bit of last year, as I said, when we were doing um, Les Mis, Mm -hmm. but I've definitely been able to get more of a grasp on this year as I become more confident in my abilities in both sectors to be able to juggle them a lot better than what Mm. what I once did. But it definitely is is a challenge Mm because I start work at about 8.30, we close the doors at 5.30, does not mean that we leave at 5.30 though. Um, And then you, yeah, you have this moment where you have to go, okay, I've done all of this at work. I've done that. Cool. I have to do this tomorrow, but I need to put that aside. And then I need to put my other hat on, which is like, okay, what did we do at rehearsals last? What are we Mm. doing at rehearsals tonight? And having that short turnover stresses me out a little because I Mm. am someone who loves to be prepared and Mm -hmm. having a little bit of time to prepare is a little frightening. But it's something that, yeah, if you love what you're doing in kind of both aspects, you, you're able to learn and juggle. Because I quite enjoy selling um, purely because I love actually talking to people and finding people what is right for them. So I really enjoy that aspect of my job. Hmm. And then I really enjoy, again, as I said before, creating. So hmm. with Bing Lee being in sales, you don't really get that many opportunities to be creative. <laughs> so to then be able to have this creative outlet then outside of work gives me that opportunity to obviously be professional and work, but then also have that ability to be creative and have fun in what we're producing. Do you find that there are any skills that have transferred from your sales experience to the stage or vice versa? Yes, there there is a lot. And I think, not to toot my own horn, but I, <laughs> I am a pretty all right salesperson. Mm. And I think the reason is, is because of a lot of my actual theatre background. Mm. Because especially as a performer, even if you might have a little bit of social anxiety, I find that as soon as I get on the stage, it's, it's something different. It's not mm. me on the stage, it's a character on the stage. And so someone who usually isn't great in social environments or doesn't feel exactly comfortable in social environments. I did go into a sales job being like, what am I doing? (laughs) But essentially what it is, is then I draw off that, you know, when you're on a stage, you're not you, you're a character. And obviously when I'm at work, I'm still Amy. I'm still Amy from Bing Lee. I'm still Amy from the theatre. But how I'm able to do it is that I am an Amy working. Mm. I'm not Amy, myself, who messes up multiple words, can't really spell or anything. Mm. And that very much changes when I go, okay, but now I'm working. I've Mm. got my work face on. Still can have fun. I'm still me and I'm not going to take away from being me. But I'm the me that has the ability to talk to like 45 people a day about Mm. different things and be able to be like, yeah, no, it's fine. I'm totally in control of all (laughs) of this rather than the Amy at the back going, what is happening? Why is so much happening? Mm. So that difference between you and the character that you're portraying has helped me a lot in sales. But then in sales, you know, learning to managing your time, learning Mm. to remember to call people, blah, 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 blah. That then really assists itself within the actual stage management side of it because as a stage manager – You need to be good with time. You need to be good at communicating with people. You need to be good at making things clear and things like that. Hmm. And so it's very much a circle where it's not one doing all of the work and the other one just kind of being pulled along behind it. They're both assisting each other in different ways. Exactly. Now, you've been involved with ADMS for quite a while now, yet you're still very young in comparison to some of ADMS's other members. How have you found the experience of ordering around those older members or past comrades or friends? Oh, I was so scared. <laughs> uh, as I said, uh, talking to people isn't my strongest aspect, if you were to ask internal Amy. But when you turn it on to stage manager Amy, yeah, I'm great at it. But it is something that uh, is very daunting in a sense because, yes, I'm 
only 21 this year. And so to then, you know, turn around and be telling people who are twice my age or who have, you know, more experience or things like that. Hey, guys. Please be quiet. Uh, we are trying to run a scene here. <laughs> it is a bit daunting or than asking people how to do stuff, but it's very nice within the ADMS community where all of the people that I'm directing in this show are so nice. They're so ready to go, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. sorry, Amy, we'll do, and are so, like, ready to listen. Mm-hmm. So that fear that I had at the beginning of being like, oh, but what if I ask them to do something and it's the wrong thing? Or what if I ask them to do something they don't listen? After, you know, like the first two rehearsals, it kind of faded into the background because Mm. everyone is so responsive and everyone is also so respectful of my actual position which is really Mm. nice um i know last year when i was still 19 uh and asking people to be quiet and asking people to do things that you know taught me at school or Mm. you know directed me in my first musical was 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 very daunting and very scary but the way that everyone's like oh Oh, actually, yeah. Sorry, Amy, that was me. Like the the feedback to it made me more confident in then my actual position. And then the support that I've been given from Emily as the director and then, you know, Greg as our wonderful producer, Mm. the actual support that I've gotten from them makes me go, look, I may be young, but I've been asked to do this role for a reason. I have this experience. I do know what I'm doing. Hmm. You just have to not listen to that little voice at the back of you that's going, what are you doing? Stop that. That's so embarrassing. And Hmm. um, actually go, no, I know what I'm doing. If I mess up, I'll apologize and we'll move on. But Hmm. I know what I'm doing. And having that confidence within myself is what makes it a little bit easier. But then it's also that thing of, um, okay, if I do mess up, I take it and I just carry on and I get it done because I've got a job to do. Exactly, Hmm. exactly. So I remember when we first kind of went into the Hoskins space, someone asked me how many exits there were for the stage. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's three. And then someone else was like, no, Amy, there's five. And I went, what? Ah, yeah, there is five. (laughs) Sorry, guys, uh, there's five. It's here, here, and here, and here. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, yeah, like taking ownership of being like, oh, yep, I made a mistake. Why, whether that mistake was because I was not educated enough or I jumped to a conclusion too quickly mm-hmm. or whatever reason it was that you were wrong, being able to go, oh, yep, no, I was wrong. Doesn't change that you guys still should listen to me. Let's go. Sorry that I was wrong. Let's move on and do what we need to do. And uh, I'm sure that having been on both sides of the conversation there, I'm sure that you can say as an actor, if there are any aspiring actors listening, maybe don't completely disregard the word of the stage manager. Yeah, please be nice to them. They're trying their best. You have to remember that there's like 20 people in a cast and only one stage manager. Mm. And while you guys are all having your fun chats, catching up over the weekend, and the stage manager is there silently pulling their hair out going, what are we doing today? Where are people supposed to be? And do know that they do want to have a chat with you. But uh, yeah, there's something else that they've got to do. So <laughs> yeah, no. please listen to them. Um, as someone who, as an actor when she was younger, probably didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it is always nice to have actors who are responsive to you as a stage manager. And mm. it will not only make the stage manager's show easier, but it will also make your show easier. Because mm. if you have a happy stage manager, you'll have a good show and if you you know turn up late to a rehearsal or you know don't get there in time to do your mic check instead of them chewing your head off they might go okay it's fine don't do it again but we'll figure something out just be nice to them (laughs) 
Now, can you give our listeners a little bit of a sneak peek of what they can expect from the stage of this production? Well, I don't want to give too much away because it's definitely something that people are going to have to come to see to fully be engulfed by. Mm. But let's just say if your childhood dream was to have like a really cool treehouse and just, you know, hang out in your treehouse for a whole afternoon, kind of similar vibes. Mm. Uh, It is a show based all around fairy tale characters and kind of those brother grim stories Mm. and so that kind of whiff of fantasy but also still having that kind of childish charm to it is really what i think our director is going for and is what we are most certainly getting from our wonderful actors and from the stage design so think of it as that more mature fairy tale that still has those childish glims to it so it's going to be great fun no matter your age from Mm. like you know 12 to all the way up to 70, 80, 90. Like it will get you to relive your youth while also tackling with some things about growing up and and being older. So it's a very, very fun show. And if you always wanted to spend a whole afternoon in a treehouse, please come and see it because essentially you're in the treehouse for an afternoon with your imagination. And it is so much fun. Now on that, before we close up, do you want to give a quick promo for the show? Yes, please. Into the Woods is showing at the Taz Hoskins Centre from the 30th of June to the 15th of July. 30th of June will be a black tie gala event. So if you feel like dressing up uh, fancy and having a good night, come to it. Um, But if you also just want to have a wonderful night at the theatre, engaging in the local community, come and see our shows, either a matinee or a night performance. And trust me, if you don't leave with a tear in your eye, you obviously didn't watch the show well enough. (laughs) (laughs) But with that tear in your eye, but also with that joy in your heart I think is the best way to describe this show yes nobody goes into the woods the same way they come out no they do not (laughs) well thank you for coming in and speaking with us thank you very much Nick you've been listening to Behind the Curtain with Nick Troon on 106.9 Tune FM to view our latest episodes and Tune FM's other programs, search Tune FM on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast fix. You can also visit our page at tunefm.net. Finally, make sure you're following Tune FM on Facebook and Instagram to hear the latest on new episodes. That's it for today's show. My name's been Nick, and I'll see you next time. Listener.